0: Hello and welcome to Believers. I'm Andrew. We are so glad that you are here today to join us. And uh, we have, not we have, but we are so excited uh, to be able to Worship with you in this way, and we are looking forward to the day that we're able to come back together and worship in this room again. Uh, But one thing that's going on, just to uh, tell you once again, uh, our youth are selling some smoked pork butts and uh, pork ribs to raise money for their camp this summer. And so, if you'd like to donate towards that cause and get more information on that and buy one of those from them. You can call us here at the church office anytime during the week, and we'd be glad to give you more information on that and take your order in that way. So, But right now, let's just take time to pause and pray to our King as we get ready to worship Him. King Jesus, thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you for even giving us this avenue to be able to worship you together. And God, I pray that uh, no matter where people are today, that God, you you would just move in their lives and among their families, God, that you would uh, make yourself uh, very present in their lives. Jesus, there's probably people out here that are listening right now that maybe they're struggling, whether it's with a job or with with other things, or maybe even sickness, but God, whatever it may be, we pray that you would uh, help them and comfort them during this time. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for all you do. God, be with us today as As we worship you, God, I pray that our worship would be pleasing in your sight. in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Yes, we are so glad that you've joined us for worship today. And this may be the seventh or eighth time that you've joined us for worship as we've been putting these services together each week to invite you to join with us. Or this may be the first time that you've joined with us. Whichever it is, we invite you to sing these songs of praise together with us as we join our voices with the Lion and the Lamb. One, two, three, four. Listen. He's
2: coming on the clouds, kings and kingdoms. Will bow down, and everything will break as broken hearts declare. who can stop the lord oh.
1: next couple of songs we're going to sing dedicated to our mothers for Mother's Day. And uh, we're going to sing a song together called, She Will Be Called Blessed. But we're going to actually start with spoken words, sing the chorus, more spoken words in the chorus again. So as we begin with these spoken words, these are based on Proverbs 31. Let's share these together. Her strength and her her dignity clothe her with beauty. In works of her hands she excels. A heart of compassion she turns to the needy. In service to others she gives of herself. And let's say she
2: will be called blessed.
1: each morning to see her household. She looks toward, toward the future with joy. joy. She, she teaches, teaches her, her children true lessons of kindness and shares with, with them wisdom, wisdom the, world the world can't destroy. Let's sing again. She
2: will be called blessing her sons and her daughters, precious to the Father. Oh
3: us and show us your love lord we thank you for the ways that you show us your love through our mothers and those who are mothers to us sisters aunts friends lord we thank you for how you show us your love through friends even though we're separated lord our friendship still reminds us of your love but more than anything father we thank you for how much you loved us by sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. Lord, our salvation is more than we could ever thank you for, but today we praise you. We praise you that we have that salvation, that we have redemption. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you each and every day, Lord. We just thank you that we have songs and prayers and scriptures Lord, that lift our hearts to you. We just pray today that this worship will be a fragrant offering. Lord, lift in our hearts of praise and our love back to you. Lord, we just continue to pray that you would bless our time, bless Pastor Tim as he, as he speaks and John as he continues to sing. Lord, just let it be pleasing to you. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Amy. Uh, the song I'd like to share is called A Mother to Be Praised. And uh, it's a song, the words are by Cliff Duran. And uh, I wrote a few additional words and I wrote the music uh, that you'll hear. And I want to just dedicate this to all the mothers, but especially my mom, Geraldine Waters. And thank the Lord for giving me such a, a godly, wonderful mother and Christian example. And for. The other, the most important lady in my life, my wife and mother to my children, Janet. And so thankful for her and the godly woman that she is in in our lives. Again, this song's entitled A Mother to Be Praised.
2: If you find someone who'll teach your child the ways of Christ,
3: who shows
2: how far her love can reach and it doesn't have a price, if you find someone who reveals the heart of God each day, then you've found a mother to be praised. If she instills in her child Salvation makes you free If she knows she can love them best By praying on her knees If she intercedes on their behalf Each and every day Then she is a mother to be praised She is a mother to be praised, she is a mother to be praised,
3: what a joy she
2: finds in life as a mother and a wife, she is a mother to be praised. if you find someone whose godly walk remains with each new mile whose course of life gives witness down to the last grandchild if you find someone who finds her peace in the arms of god's embrace then you've found a mother to be praised She is a mother to be praised. She is a mother to be praised. What a joy she finds in life as a mother and a wife. She is a mother to be praised. Her love Light is a mother and a wife.
4: Well, it is an honor and a privilege to get to open the Word of God with you on this Mother's Day 2020. Different than most Mother's Days we've celebrated before, but that's all right. This morning we're going to look together in the Word of God in the book of Exodus. If you've got a Bible, I want to encourage you to go ahead and turn to the book of Exodus, the second chapter. When we come to the beginning of the book of Exodus, most of us, are familiar. We're stepping into the record of the life of the man known as Moses. We tend to think about this one man and and the birth of a nation. But this, this individual, this is the person we focus on. That's how our minds work. We we tend to single out individuals who are people of impact, and that's that's where we go. I want us to recall that he was just one person among many, born a Hebrew, part of a nation of slaves in Egypt. And for the Hebrews, it was a time of incredibly dark days. They were economically oppressed, they were socially repressed, and they were mentally and spiritually depressed. Many of the Israelites had probably reached a point in their slavery of wondering if life had any purpose, if there was really any meaning in going on. Some of you can relate. You've been at that place where you wonder if you wouldn't be better off dead. What's the purpose in moving forward? They were looking for any thread of hope. Something that would give them a reason to to hold on, to, to move forward into the future. There was some semblance of hope. This morning, we're going to look at one woman who was a part of that people. A woman by the name of Jochebed. She was the mother of Moses, and she was caught up in this great national drama of hardship and struggle. But she was the one who was blessed by God to look into the face of her newborn son and, and feel the joy that came with that, and then in an instant to feel that joy wash away as she remembered Pharaoh's decree that all the boy, baby boys born to the Hebrews. Were to be thrown into the Nile to perish. Medjocobed was not a woman who was going to give up quite that easily. She was a woman, a mother, who possessed the father's heart. If you want to know how God loves us, look at how this woman loved her son. The lengths that she was willing to go to in order to rescue him, to save him, to give him life, to give him a future, and to give him the opportunity to become something more than what he could ever have been left in this situation where he found himself at birth. That's how God loves us. That's how this woman loved her son. I want you to see that with me as we look together to the Word of God. Exodus chapter 2, I want us to read together verses 1 through 10. If you have your Bible, you follow along with me. Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile with her maidens walking alongside the Nile. And she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid, and she brought it to her. And when she opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the boy was crying, and she had pity on him, and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children." Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse this child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go ahead. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. The child grew. And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moses and said, because I drew him out of the water. Pray with me. Father, I thank you this morning for this time that we can spend together. And, and I just ask now that as we look to your word, you would speak to our hearts. Teach us your truth. Help us to understand how it is that you work in the lives of of individuals, in the lives of families, how you work in the moving of nations in order to accomplish your purposes. And Father, may we be ready to hear, ready to receive, and ready to respond as you speak to us through your word and by the moving of your Holy Spirit. Father, we're ready to listen and learn. Teach us your way. But we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Jochebed, a woman we really don't know very much about, but we meet her here in the Word of God as she gives birth to this man we know so very well named Moses. But I can tell you this about Jochebed. She followed her God-given motherly instinct to preserve her son at any and all costs, even to the point of risking her own life if she were caught. The word tells us that she took this basket of reeds, she coated it with tar and pitch, placed her son in it, carried it down to the river near the place where Pharaoh's daughter would come to bathe, and placed it there. So that when Pharaoh's daughter came, the princess walked down like she did probably every day or every few days, and and she was escorted by her entourage of, 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 of maidens, She saw the basket floating there among the reeds, and she sent one of the girls to go and get it. They brought the basket. She opened it, saw the baby. He was crying, and she had pity on him. Miriam, the sister of Moses, whom we come to know so very well later in the book of Exodus, was off at a distance watching that basket. She saw this whole scene play out. And she approached Pharaoh's daughter with the suggestion that she would go and find a nurse from among the Hebrew women to take care of this little boy. And receiving an affirmative response, she dashed off. Now, we don't know where she went. We don't know if she went home or if her mother was somewhere hidden nearby or what the case might be. But she went and she found Moses' mother. She found her mother. She found Jochebed. And she brought her back to meet Pharaoh's daughter. And Pharaoh's daughter handed the baby over to her and said, Take this child away, nurse him for me. So the woman took the child and nursed him. Now, it may seem like a very simple story, but I want you to understand what Jochebed did. In this manner, through this process, whatever all was involved in it, she gained the opportunity to pour her life into Moses during his early formative years. You might wonder what difference does it make? Well, we can't know everything for sure, certainly, but I believe that there are some clues about the kind of woman she was and what she poured into her son because, well, even as he grew into adulthood, Moses remembered who he was. He realized that he was one of those Hebrew people. He understood that those people that he saw slaving in the labor of Pharaoh were his people that he was one of them. He remembered his mother. Why would he remember her? Well, I think there's some things we need to catch out of scripture. I want us to see some characteristics of this woman as we look at Jochebed, Moses' mom. First, I, I want to explain to you that she was a woman of perception. And when I say perception, what I mean is she had a godly understanding of how things were working in the world. Everything is not always pleasant. Everything is not always good. Sometimes we struggle. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes we're put in situations or we find ourselves in situations or maybe even we create our own situations where we are struggling mightily. That was the case for the Hebrews and that was the case for Jochebed. But even in those moments, my friends, remember this, child of God, Look at life through the lens of faith and hope and love. I believe that's what Jochebed did. Say, well, how could you possibly imagine that? Well, I I read these verses and I I would just take you back and look at them again. It it just seems to me that whenever I, I read these words, I see that she was a woman of immense faith. It took tremendous faith for her to give birth and then to keep the baby for three months. She knew what the governmental order was. Every baby boy was to be thrown into the Nile. But we're told that she saw he was beautiful and she hid him for three months. She kept him. And do you know, because of that ruling, because of that order from the government, there had to have been those who were looking to snitch on their neighbors. There had to be guards, perhaps, who passed back and forth through the neighborhoods. They would hear the cry of a child. But she kept him there for three months. It had to be that she did this out of the courage that was born if out of faith in her heart. To take such a risk, everything pointed to her getting into trouble. But she had faith in God. She believed that there was a purpose for this child's life. Faith led her to this this crazy scheme to save her child's life. A scheme that had been planted in her heart by God that somehow she would see this through to the finish. And her faith was buoyed by her hope her hope. She hoped, she hoped that her son could be saved from death. She hoped that her son would be saved for a purpose that was far beyond human understanding. Isn't that the desire of every parent? What mom, what dad does not hope that their child is going to grow up to become something useful and someone important and someone who makes a difference in the world in which we live to impact multitudes of people. We all want that for our child. So did she. That begins with God saving our children. I just want you to realize this hope that she had was planted in her heart. It was the conviction of this godly mother that God could take this child, this son, this beautiful boy and turn him into someone of importance that could alter the course of her nation. Faith and hope. But don't forget to look at the world through love. Even when you're struggling. Her heart was filled with love for God. You say, well, how do you know that? It's simple, folks. When you love life, when you love your children, when you love others, when you love life and the people around you in life, you are loving those who are created in the image of God. If you're loving those who are created in the image of God, you're doing so because you love God. You may not know it, you may not realize it, but it's true. And here she was, filled with this love. And, and, and Now, I know, I had someone say to me, not too long ago, we were discussing God starting to work on this sermon. And, and they said to me, you know, this woman was a rebel. And I said, well, how do you mean she was a rebel? Well, she didn't obey Pharaoh's order. Now, that set me to thinking, and I started looking at this story very carefully. And I want you to know something. This woman of faith and hope and love... There may have been a little bit of rebel in her, but she didn't rebel. She did not disobey Pharaoh's order to throw her child into the Nile. He said, put the baby boys in the Nile. He didn't say you couldn't put them in a basket first. And so she did what came naturally to her as a loving mother. She sheltered her child. She protected her child. Now you can look at it the other way and say this could have been a tragedy. Yes, it could. She could have extended his suffering. She could have lengthened the time it took for him to perish. But she was willing to risk it because she believed that God had something more for her child. Jochebed seems to me to be a woman who understood her times. She knew that the children of Israel had suffered long under the hand of Pharaoh. She knew that when they had come, the, she knew the story of her people. When they had come to Egypt, they didn't come to stay. They came to live for a time because of famine. They had stayed and overstayed their welcome. And because of that, they had become enslaved. But she had a belief that God was going to release them, was going to turn them loose. She understood I believe, or sensed, or knew, or perhaps a spirit revealed, but she had to understand that the time was drawing near. Her child was going to play a part, an important part, even though she didn't know what it was. You see, God does that in the minds and hearts and lives of his people. We see little clues, little times in in Scripture where we see it. Perhaps you've experienced it in your life where you just had a sense that it was time for something to happen. God steered you in a certain direction to guide your family, to to take steps yourself, whatever it might have been. God does that. I've always loved the passage that gives the description about the sons of Issachar in First Chronicles chapter 12 as the warriors were coming to join with David as he assumed the role of king of Israel. And it says of them that they were men who understood the times with knowledge of what Israel should do. We've got to have people like that among us. Jochebed was that kind of a woman. She knew what to do. She knew when to do it in order to accomplish God's purposes, even if she didn't fully understand what those purposes were. She hid him for three months and when it was time to act, she acted quickly and decisively and strategically placing him in the river so that he might be found. And it doesn't say so, but it seems that she placed her daughter Miriam strategically also that she could watch and see and intervene and offer assistance so that Jochebed could be enlisted in whatever manner to assist her son in his growing up. That's on the front end. That's the easy part. But if you look at the back end of the story, you see the hard part in verse 10, where it says, She brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She understood when it was time to release her child in order that God could do with him and use him however he chose. Understanding parents know when it's time to release a child, and there is not anything in parenthood that is more difficult than releasing your child to go and become what God has called them to be, especially if it means they're not going to be under your roof and within your sight and within your care. How could she do that? Well, she was also a woman of surrender. She was a woman of surrender. She surrendered to God's plan for her child. In verse 3, it says, When she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket, covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. What was she doing? She was placing her child into God's care. She put him in the basket. That was just to hold him until God could work out the details of what needed to happen. She suppressed her love, her maternal instinct, turned loose, surrendered him into God's plan. How difficult is it to do that when we have to come to the place of understanding that those children that we call our kids aren't really our children at all. They're his children and he's just placed them in our care. They're a gift from him so that we can steward them and and teach them and prepare them and train them for God's own purposes. But in the midst of all of that, we must love him and love them enough to release them into the current of God's plan and then pray for them as the current sweeps them off into life. Jochebed surrendered to God's plan for her son. And she surrendered to God's plan for her life. Verse 9 tells us that she came. And the daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman, that's Jochebed, took the child and nursed him. She willingly received what God offered to her. Now, think about this for a moment. It was not, it could not be, it would not be, it was not the normal role of mom. She wasn't going to have her son in her home until he reached adulthood. She was not going to get to keep him for all of those years of growing up and teaching and training leading into adulthood. No, she was given time, though, by God to teach her child about her faith and about the God that she knew and worshipped, the God of her fathers, the God of their people. And future events in the book of Exodus confirm or indicate that she made the most of that time. She laid the foundation for the man that Moses would become. A man who would learn to love God with all of his heart, with all of his soul, and with all of his mind. To raise a man who understood that this slavery of his people, of God's people, was wrong. She surrendered to God's plan for her life. She surrendered to God's plan for her child's life. And she surrendered Moses into God's future. Whatever that might be. I kept reading verse 10 over and over as I was preparing for this. And I'm just going to tell you, I can't begin to imagine the pain that is contained in the words of verse 10. She brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. To take your child and give your child to another and they become the property, the possession, the child of that other person. That's what she did. You know, I've often wondered, based out of verse 10, what Jochebed called her son. Did she have a pet name for him? Perhaps based on his birth or, or the circumstances by which he came to, to live in her home did he have a, a Hebrew name that all we know is in verse 10 it tells us that she, Pharaoh's daughter, named him Moses and she said it was because I drew him out of the water as much Difficulty as there was, as much pain as she experienced in that moment, Jacobed trusted God and released her child into his care. She trusted God enough to turn loose, knowing that God would take over from that moment. And because she did, because she was willing to turn loose, And let God take her son and do with him whatever God would choose to do. I would tell you today that she was a woman of blessing. What do you mean by that? She was blessed first. She received God's blessing. So how can you say that? She lost her son. Her son was taken from her arms and given to another to be raised. She didn't even name her son. This other woman named her son. No. She received God's blessing of time with her son. I know it wasn't as much time as she would have liked to have had. What parent wouldn't like to have forever with their child? But what could have been just a few hours or a few days became months and turned into years that she was able to hold her child and nurture her child and teach her child. She was blessed to know her son and to be known by her son. She was able to serve him as a child, which perhaps that's what helped shape him into a man who was willing to serve others in the future. She received time. She was given an opportunity to invest in her child. And on top of that, God, out of his riches and storehouse and wisdom, gave her a paycheck for doing it. Isn't it amazing how God provides if we just trust him and turn things over to him and allow him to do what God does? And because of her faith and the outcomes of the decisions that she made, she became a blessing to others. Jobed may not have lived long enough to see the amazing role that her children played in history. not just Moses, but Moses and Miriam. And there was this other fellow named Aaron. We've got this family of, of people right around here. They were instrumental under God's direction in leading the children of Israel from bondage through the wilderness to freedom. The lives that they lived, the impact that they made, the difference in the direction that they gave to the people of Israel at the time of the Exodus and the wilderness wandering, those stand as a great monument to a mother who was willing to risk all in order to accomplish God's purpose and save her child's life. Did it really make a difference? Well, it's written and said of Jochebed's son in Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 10 that no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses whom the Lord knew face to face. Yeah, he made a difference. Her faith made a difference. She helped shape him into the man he became. She was a mother who had the heart of our Heavenly Father. He still had to have his own personal life-changing meeting with God. We find the record of that just a couple of chapters further on into the book of Exodus. But he was prepared to meet the living God because this woman had invested in his life, prepared him, taught him, nurtured him, gotten him ready. Listen, It wasn't easy for her, and it's not easy for you. Being a a mother, being a parent, even in the best of times and the best of situations, is a, a challenging role. But I promise you this, it will be made easier if you let God fix your perspective. If you'll surrender your will to God's plans and be willing to perceive God's blessings, even as you strive to be a blessing to others you come in contact with. The key to Jochebed's success as a mother, as a woman of faith, was her unwavering belief in God. A woman or man, mom or dad, do you have that kind of unwavering faith in your life? You can. The same God who worked miraculously to spare her child is still at work today. The same God who placed that child into her hands is still alive and working today. And He is still saving people. He is still changing direction. He is still writing history. He is still writing lives for those who are willing to surrender to Him and come to Him in faith through His Son, Jesus Christ. The question is, do you know Him? Would you come to Him today in repentance and faith? Are you willing to receive what the Father has offered today? There are so many ways we could look at this account. And certainly we can look at that basket and we can say, there it is. An image of the Christ who saves, who, who takes us out of the trouble of life and gives us new life, who gives us an opportunity, who makes us into something we would never be apart from Him. And there's certainly truth in that analogy. But my friend, I want you to understand, here's the reality. Jesus Christ is God's only begotten Son. He is the Savior of the world. He was born into this world of a virgin. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He went to the cross and there the one who knew no sin became sin for us. He took our sin upon himself so that as he bled and died on that cross, we might become the very righteousness of Christ Jesus. It happens when we cry out to him, confessing our sin, asking his forgiveness, surrendering our hearts so that he becomes the Lord, the Savior, the Master, the boss of our lives. I've had that experience. He's made me a new creation. Many of you have had that experience. You could give testimony of that today. But if you're sitting there and you're listening and you're saying, I've never had that experience. I'm not sure what that is. I want you to know that today, today you can call on Jesus. If you feel a longing, a draw in your heart, a pull toward Him. You know this is something you desire. I challenge you. I encourage you. Call out to Him. Surrender to Him. Ask Him to come and make you a new creation. He'll do it. Let's pray together. Father, I am so thankful that You are the giver of life and You are the giver of new life. Lord, there's so many ways that You teach us through the lives of those who lived long ago, through the the birth of, of Moses and how You saved him from the death of the world into which he was born the life you gave him, the way you used him. Father, I pray today that there are those who are right now just hearing this and their hearts are on fire, they're being drawn, they know that they have a need in their hearts and in their lives that they cannot fulfill themselves. Father, I pray that your Spirit would draw them, that they would cry out to you in confession, turning from their sin and turning to Jesus. And, Father, I pray that you would place them in that basket, that you would save them from the death and destruction of this world and give them new life, a new future, a new hope, and new purpose. Father, I pray for our, my brothers and sisters that we would be surrendered to your will and purpose for our lives, allowing you to accomplish whatever you desire in and through us. And I pray for the families of this congregation. Father, knowing that there are so many attacks upon the family, but I pray that you would bind moms and dads together, that you would teach them to love their children the way that you love us. Father, I pray for those children, that you would teach them to love their mothers and fathers in a way that is Christ-honoring. And I ask you, Father, to bless our homes Bless our families. Bless our mothers. And let that blessing begin in a relationship with Jesus Christ. For I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I am so thankful that you joined us for worship today. And if, if you prayed to receive God's gift of forgiveness through Jesus Christ, or if you're struggling with that decision would like to know more about how that can happen, we would love to visit with you. We'd love to hear from you. If you're struggling with some other matter of your faith, we're ready to assist you any way that we can. Please feel free to reach out. Contact us here at Believers Southern Baptist Church by phone or online. We'd love to, to take that opportunity to just visit with you for a while. To our church family, again, I, I say thank you as I have week after week. Your faithfulness in supporting the missions and ministry of your church during this time is, is incredible. As believers, we're called, we're called upon in God's Word to be stewards of everything that God places in our care as we serve in His kingdom And I urge you to remember that our first response to the Lord is to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, and then let everything else flow out from that relationship to support the mission and ministry of our church. You can give by stopping off here at the church when you're out moving around town. Drop it off. We'd love to see you. We'll be safely social distanced. We'll do everything that needs to be done in the right way, but we'd love to see your face. You can mail your donation using the postal service, or you go online at the website, find the the giving tab in the upper right corner of our homepage. I know that it's changed a little bit while you've been gone we've adopted a program called Realm it'll look a little bit different but just take a few minutes it'll walk you right through the process get you set up and you can do what you need to do there now this morning I do want to take just a moment to say to our mothers who are watching happy mother's day we're glad that you tuned in to watch today and I know today is different I know that this isn't like what Mother's Day normally is for you. It's not for any of us. But I want you to know that you're loved and you're appreciated on this, your special day. And so I want us to take just a moment before we conclude this service together and watch a special video that's dedicated to you today. So sit back, relax, watch this video. Happy Mother's Day, and God bless you. I hope you have a great day, that you'll be safe and healthy, and we look forward to seeing you again in the near future when we can gather together here in worship. God bless. Happy Mother's Day.